I like to say that like water cooler conversation totally changed my life because when I started learning about travel hacking at the same time as I was learning how to responsibly use credit, I really saw it as an opportunity for me as someone who has not always made a lot of money, who has not always had a ton of money to be able to do something that I love, which is travel and not always pay full price for it. Travel hacking has allowed me to visit over five or six countries at this point, totally on points without paying any cash That's to travel. Awesome. I've been able to like stay in upgraded suites for next to nothing. I have a reel on my Instagram about this and really just enjoy the luxury and status that I think we often think are reserved only the super rich. My name is Allison Baggerly, creator of Inspire Budget, and I'm on a mission to help women live their best life and reach their money goals. Join me here for inspiring conversations to help you learn more about budgeting, saving money, paying off debt, and investing for your future. You'll be hearing not only from me, but others along the way that have a story and voice to share. Let's dive in. Today's guest is Sania El Amin. She is the creator of Flynance, an online personal finance platform where she teaches early to mid-career corporate women how to gain freedom in their finances to travel and build wealth. Since 2020, Flynance has grown into a sought-after personal finance brand with over 30,000 community members. I have been following Sania personally since she started, and let me tell you, she is one that is so inspiring and motivating to follow on Instagram. I'm thrilled to talk to her about her opinions about travel hacking and for her to share her story with all of my listeners. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Sunia, to the Inspired Budget Podcast. This is very exciting for both of us. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. But yeah, I know that you and I go way back a little bit, yes. even, even though even though I didn't always know, but I'm so happy you started your own Instagram profile called Flynanced. Did I say yes. that correctly? Flynanced, where you talk specifically to women. I feel like it talks specifically to women yes. about how to live a life where they can travel on a budget. And I just, I love it because who doesn't love to travel? Amen. That was really <laughs> the reason why I started Flynance when, mm -hmm. you know, this was back in like 2017 or so. I felt that there was this narrative kind of going around the personal finance community mm -hmm. that felt like, oh, if you are paying off debt, if you're working towards serious financial goals, you shouldn't be vacationing often. You shouldn't be traveling yeah. often. And I don't believe that. Travel brings me a lot of joy and I can't imagine my life without it. 2020 was definitely a test. I love helping other women, other women of color, mm -hmm. and specifically other millennial black women find clarity in their money so they can do more of the things that they love, like travel. Yes. And you're helping so many people. And I, I just, Thank I love you. what you're doing, but you didn't, you weren't always like this, right? You weren't always conscious Absolutely about your not. money so that you can reach your goals. So tell us a little bit about your money story and when you found where you found yourself kind of just like right out of college entering adulthood. Yeah. So my money story really starts even before college. I really grew up in an environment. I'm from Baltimore City. You know, I grew up in a household full of love, but we really never talked about money. So I think growing up kind of not really understanding the consequences of poor money management, I think led me to a lifestyle where I was overspending and, and living way beyond my means. I was the textbook definition of a broke college student. Like I vividly remember I worked multiple jobs. I, I had a work study. I was that person who was bringing Tupperware to student events yeah. because I needed to like count my meal swipe. It was, it was a really trying time for me those four years. So I think 
think that juxtaposed with growing up, not really thinking about money, always thinking, oh, my parents will swoop in and save me financially. When I started working full time in 2017 and, and making the most money I'd ever made, I fell hard into the traps of just not tracking my money, living way beyond my means and, and just spending out of impulse. Yes. And that put me into debt. So oh. here I was 23 years old and I had over $10,000 of credit card debt. Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford to pay. I had student loans that I had taken out in graduate school that I didn't even really need because I was on a full ride. Mm -hmm. I just was so caught in a lifestyle where debt was totally normalized. I started to feel that because I knew I was living paycheck to paycheck, right? I would get paid yeah. and almost all of my money was going to pay back credit card bills or go towards loan payments. And I knew that's not how I wanted to live. Here I was still wanting to travel, still wanting to hang out with my friends. When I then started to learn about financial independence, something clicked in me, right? I think yeah. it gave me a new vision of what was possible for me coming from my background where I'm not surrounded by a lot of people who talk to me about wealth building as a young person. I think that I really saw that as an opportunity and a window for what was possible for me. Yeah, that that's my money story. And in essence, I think when folks see me on finance, they think I had this overnight story, right? Because right. I paid off all I paid off all of my debt, $23,000 of debt in 12 months during 2020. But what they don't know is that really my money story starts even way before mm -hmm. that. And I would say the journey really began in 2018, right? Where I started following bloggers like you who were helping <laughs> me learn about ways that I could still enjoy my life mm -hmm. without feeling like I had to restrict myself. So that really started in 2018. And it really wasn't until 2020 that I felt like I had a system underway. I feel like I knew myself and my money better to right. be able to set an ambitious goal to become debt-free. So that's oh. me. I love how you said you grew up in a family that had lots of love, but didn't teach you about money. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people can relate to that. It's not that parents withhold this information and say, yeah. I'm going to love you so well, but, but no, you don't get to learn about something so important as money. A lot of times it's that they don't know themselves or they're trying to piece together the information themselves and they don't necessarily always know what's right to pass down. And so, what, what makes yes. me excited is that when, when young people are dedicated to learning about that, if they have children, if they choose to have children, they can share that information on with their children or their friends, children's or nieces, their nephews, and really, truly change kind of a family tree in that way. Yeah. And it's intergenerational as yes. well. You know, I think since I've started finance, even my parents have have come to me, started to kind of ask me things around how they can think about the future, right? We've even created systems for our family to think mm -hmm. about, okay, even if we have no wealth now, how can we get to a point where as a family, we can collectively work towards a different future? So I think it's even intergenerational. Yes. I think even as, as younger people, we can also help empower and inspire the generations before us and right. definitely after us. And I think that also it's just access to information, access to information totally. and education that maybe our parents or people in older generations did not have access to, or they didn't know who they could trust and believe. It, really just having access to information allows us to think a little bit more clear for ourselves, look at all the points and learn. It's just, learning is easier now. 
Would you agree with that? Definitely. Yeah. No, I definitely do agree with that. You paid off 20, you said $23,000 of debt in 12. Congratulations. First off. Thank you. Huge. Um, You did that all on your own, just working hard, changing the way you see money, changing the way you interact with money, and also being able to travel at the same time. And that's what I really want to talk about because I live vicariously (laughs) through through your Instagram because it's so fun to see what you're able to do while you just save money. So go ahead and tell me, I know we talked about this earlier. The old narrative was very much like this Dave Ramsey-esque, you must sacrifice everything. You cannot enjoy life. You cannot see the inside of a restaurant, the inside of a plane, anything until you are debt-free. And you you decided that was not going to be you. So do you think it's possible for like the everyday person to be able to work toward becoming debt-free and managing their money better and travel? I think it's absolutely possible. And here's why. I think that we have to unlearn this idea that becoming debt-free is this sprint to the finish line and acknowledge that during our debt-free journeys, there's life to be lived. So I think for me, I made the conscious decision that, yes, I wanted to become debt-free in one year. And there's a lot of privilege that comes with that, right? Even though I'm telling you about my money story, mm-hmm. I have privilege in the fact that I only had $23,000 of debt when I look at my peers and some of the people in my close friends. Mm-hmm. Undergrad student loans alone, is it's over $23,000 for them, right? So I acknowledge right. that. For me, I made a conscious decision to say, I am going to put the bulk of my disposable income towards my debt, but I am still going to prioritize saving for travel. So throughout my entire debt-free journey, I was still putting money aside in a separate account for my travel fund. Even though in 2020, you know, the world turned upside down and there was a period of time where travel was not possible. Mm -hmm. For me, it was important to still kind of keep flexing that muscle and still keep saving that money in a sinking fund to say, I know that travel is going to return. And when it does, I am going to be able to take advantage of that and and not feel guilty about it. By doing that, by saving consistently throughout my debt-free journey, I was able to, in September and December of 2020, actually travel on cash, not have to rely on credit cards to be able to to finance my Mm -hmm. travels. Where did you go? I went to Mexico and the Dominican Republic. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. And, And, you know, I think for me it was... One, a celebration, a reward Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I've been consistent in this journey for these past nine or 12 months, and now I get a chance to reward myself through travel, Mm -hmm. which is something that brings me a lot of joy. Two, I was able to see that I can do this. I can travel without feeling guilty about it because I think that doesn't end when we pay off our debt. For me, I really see myself on a generational wealth building journey. And that's not going to happen in one year. It's a long game that I'm playing. And I want to make sure that even as I'm someone who is saving the bulk of my income now to invest and not necessarily to pay off debt, that I still feel like I can travel without guilt. And I think the third thing was around it really being a motivating factor, right? It, It really helped me see that it is possible to have balance. Now that's not to say can do everything at full speed at once, but I think it's for me setting those smaller goals while you kind of tackle bigger goals is definitely possible. So I I think it is possible for the everyday person to be able to pay off debt and travel so long as we understand that that means that we're not being quote unquote gazelle intense, 
but that's okay because we are still going to cherish the life that we're living as we pay off debt, right? Keeping in mind that most people are not going to become debt-free in one year, maybe not even two or three years. So if you think about that's life that you're living, (laughs) yes, you want to enjoy the journey. You don't want to feel miserable during it. I, I completely agree. It took our family four and a half years. That's yes. a, that's a long time. Yes. You know, four and a half years and we did do trips. We found ways to have fun and enjoy our life. We found ways to prioritize what made us happy, prioritize what we wanted to spend money on while still, while still doing the process so that I didn't look back and say, Oh my gosh, that was terrible. I never want to think about those four and a half years again. I, I I don't want to hate my life. Like I don't want to, so it is possible. I love it. And I was looking on your website and you talk specifically about travel hacking. So I want you to share with all the listeners. Can you explain exactly what travel hacking is? Yeah. So travel hacking in an essence is the practice of using travel reward points or other forms of loyalty currency, like loyalty points to offset the cost of your travel. For me, I did not grow up in a household where we talked about travel hacking, where, you know, Neither did we I. traveled often <laughs> on point, right? Neither did I. Yeah. So it was something that I actually learned when I started working full time, right? I was overhearing my coworkers talk about travel hacking and like to say that like water cooler conversation totally changed my life because when I started learning about travel hacking at the same time as I was learning how to responsibly use credit, I really saw it as an opportunity for me as someone who has not always made a lot of money, who has not always had a ton of money to be able to do something that I love, which is travel and not always pay full price for it. Travel hacking has allowed me to visit over five or six countries at this point, totally on points without paying any cash That's to travel. Awesome. I've been able to like stay in upgraded suites for next to nothing. I have a reel on my Instagram about this and really just enjoy the luxury and status that I think we often think are reserved. Only the super rich, right. only rich people can fly first class. Only rich people can stay in luxury suites. Only rich people can go to some of these luxurious destinations, right? right? And with travel hacking, I really do see it as a way of an opportunity for more of us who have not always come from these spheres of wealth to be able to experience those things. Now, of course, with travel hacking, especially because we are in the personal finance community, I don't believe in just like opening a bunch of credits and credit cards and and spending recklessly. I think when you follow a plan, and that's definitely a plan that I follow and and show others, it absolutely is possible to travel hack debt free. And when you do, I think it it really just kind of opens your eyes to the possibilities around, even if you have a family, being able to take your family on more vacations than it costs an arm and a leg. If you are a single young woman like me, being able to see more of the world on less money. All of those things matter. Yes. So our family didn't get into travel hacking until a couple of years ago, whenever I did a lot of research, because I was like, this is something I want to do, but I don't want to find myself in this like spiraled out of control state. So if I had looked into travel hacking 10 years ago, it would have been a mess. It would have been awful. I would have ended up in tons of credit card debt because I didn't have my mindset right. So number one, I think get your mindset right. And then we, the only travel hacking we've truly done is earn the Southwest Companion Pass. So we earned it in 2019 and we got to keep it through 2020, which we didn't use it in 2020. And then we got to keep it all the way through 2021 because Southwest extended everything because of the pandemic. That's our thing. I'm actually looking into, okay, what's my next step in travel hacking? So I'm going to check out your reel. I'm going to, I'm going to be reaching out to you for some guidance on that. Definitely. Um, Now's a great time because there are a lot of really good offers out. 
yeah, I just, it's about finding the right one, which I think Absolutely. is wonderful. If, if anyone is listening to this and they're like, I need to, I, I, this is something I'm interested in. Please don't just like jump blindly in. Yes. Do some research. Sania, you know what you're talking about. Go to her website. We'll have it in the show night, show notes. So that way you can learn more. Can you share really quickly three tips you give to people who are interested in getting started with travel hacking? Maybe they've they've never done it. They're brand new. They are you at the water cooler, right? Many years ago, trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. Yeah. So one of the first things I recommend is going to actually piggyback off of what you just said. I think the first thing is really getting clear around what is your goal and then finding the right program that's going to help you get to your goal, right? So if you are someone who's like, I want to go to Hawaii completely on point, I want to stay at a cool property that's right on the beach, then that's your goal. Another person's goal might be, I want to go to three countries in, in Europe over the summer and I want it to be totally on point. Depending on what your goal is, There is a loyalty program that's going to help you get there. And then there's going to be probably a suite of cards that could help you earn points in that program. So I think oftentimes we get overwhelmed because there's a lot happening and the industry is often changing. But when you focus on what is that one goal, what is that one program that's going to help you get to that goal? Mm -hmm. It really helps you focus. So I think that's number one. I think number two is really having a plan for how you are going to Take the expenses that you already have and put them towards earning those big Mm. welcome bonuses. So when you're learning about travel hacking, you will often see that welcome bonuses are some of the biggest ways to earn a ton of points in a short amount of time. It's essentially like the bank is giving you an incentive for opening up this credit card if you choose to hack with travel reward cards. So having a plan in place, because you might see a card that says, oh, we'll give you 150,000 miles or points, but you have to spend $5,000 in three months. You really need to understand what is your lifestyle? What are those major expenses that you have to be able to say, if this is an expense that already is part of your budget, can you offload it, put it on this rewards card, earn those points and pay it back with money that's already in your budget, right? Okay. I, okay. I just want to jump in because that right there, that right there is gold. That's exactly what we did when we earned our companion pass was it was like, you had to spend $4,000 in the first three months. We had already budgeted for a Mexico vacation for that summer. So we, that was the purchase we made. We paid $4,000 for that Mexico vacation and immediately earned our points. It was already budgeted for, already saved for. And then we had to earn the rest of the points in a certain amount of time. It was things we already knew we were going to buy. So we didn't increase our spending to try to earn the rewards. We kept our spending the same, which allowed us to stay on budget overall. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say that that's something that I do often, right? I've done things like pay my rent on, Mm -hmm. on credit cards. If it's allowed, I've done things like paid big bills that I knew were coming up. So if I know, Hey, I have this big expense that's coming up. Why not just put it on this rewards card since I've already been budgeting for it. I love what you said around. If you have like a big vacation or a big (laughs) special occasion coming up, something I love to do is okay. Around Christmas time, if I've been saving my sinking fund all year Mm -hmm. for gifts, if I'm going to spend the money anyway, why not put it on this yep. credit card and then pay myself back with my sinking fund? So there are a lot of creative ways. And when you really get into this community and, and connect with other travel hacker experts and creators, you even learn other ways that that mm-hmm. you may not have even thought about. So it's really about getting creative. And I think the third point is continuing to save in that travel fund. 
Mm-hmm. I do not believe that you can fully travel hack every expense. There are things that you cannot offload and use points for. A, a big one that I think we all need is travel insurance. You can't use points oh. to buy travel insurance. So I think it's important to continue to save in your travel fund, even if you're going to travel hack, because inevitably there will be expenses that will come up. And I think especially if we're traveling in this post-quarantine climate, there are even things that we need to think about paying for, right? If we're going to countries with testing requirements, with mm-hmm. quarantine requirements, understanding that the world globally is still responding to what happened in 2020. We right. want to make sure that we have cash to be able to cover those expenses when we travel. So I would say those are my three things for any beginner who wants to get started. Yes. And that was number one, it was know your goal. Know exactly know your goal. Know your goal. Number two was know your expenses to meet your 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 goal, know your expenses to meet your rewards, to meet, to meet your bonus, to meet your bonus. bonus. That's what it is. And then number three was keep saving in that travel. And I, I love that because I feel like there could be people out there that's like, no, you can travel hack everything, but no, I love your reality of it, that there's going to still be costs with travel, but maybe you can have some of those big expenses. You can have pay for those with rewards and get those free. Okay. So Sunia, I'm dying to know this. I've been waiting to ask you this one question. What's next for you? and your money goals? Yes. So my big money goal in 2021 is to hit my first big financial independence milestone Mm -hmm. of having over a hundred thousand dollars invested. So I am definitely on my way. I think when I checked my 401k balance the other day, I think my 401k is like almost at $80,000. And that's crazy to think. And how old are you? I'm 26. I've only been investing. Oh my gosh. I've only been investing since 2017. So that's, that's less, that's about four years that I've been investing and, and I have not always known what I was doing, but again, it's really about no matter where you are in that journey, being able to say where you are now does not dictate what your future looks like. So that's my big money goal for this year. Of course, I will still be traveling. I'm so excited to be able to travel more frequently again, but that's my big money milestone. I see myself a part of the financial independence, retire early community. So there's often this saying that first 100K is the hardest. So for me, it's about really digging deep and hitting that milestone this year and then continuing to, to build from there. Good for you. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So I know you have a freebie for everyone listening. Tell us a little bit about your free workbook and we will link to that in the show notes below. Yeah. So oftentimes I get asked, how did you do it? How do you pay off $23,000 in one year? How did you start even having this personal finance transformation? And for me, when I really think about what that was, it was one moment that totally changed the game for me. It was actually sitting down and seeing what was the gap between my income and my expenses? Mm -hmm. And what I've called that gap is the glorious gap, because I don't think we often think about it in a way that's actually Mm -hmm. joyful, but we should think about the gap between our income and expenses actually bringing us joy because it's bringing us closer to the life that we want. When people want to know, how do you travel? How do you pay off debt? How do you do the things that you love? It is really understanding what is that gap widening that that gap and protecting that gap at all costs. So in my free workbook, I'm going to take you through my three-step process to be able to find your own glorious gap so that you can know what is your baseline to start creating the life that you want. It is a really easy download and it's already helped hundreds of other people like you listening. So definitely download and I'd love to know what you think. Yes. Go ahead and grab that. It's going to be linked down below. It's awesome. 
Sunia, at the end of every interview, I love to ask three questions because I'm a little nosy and I think I it's it. fun. I think it's fun to get to know the people that come on the Inspire Budget podcast a little bit more. So I don't want you to think too hard about them. Just answer right away. The first one is what is one thing on your bucket list that you want to do? Oh, I bet you have the best bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So one thing on my bucket list I definitely want to do is I want to go skydiving in like Dubai. Oh my God. Have you ever been skydiving? No, I haven't. Oh. I've been bungee jumping, but I've never been skydiving. So I've been skydiving twice, but I've oh never God. been bungee jumping. <laughs> so it's awesome. You, oh my God, please do it. Please do it. It's incredible. It, I, I, I want to. Awesome. Okay. So the second one is you have three hours to do whatever you want with absolutely no interruptions. What do you do? I would finish reading my book that's on my nightstand. I recently bought Rachel Rogers, We Should All Be Millionaires. Oh, it's and so good. It. I know so it's so good. good, but it's like, oh, I'll pick it up and then I start doing something else. So I would just knock it out and finish it. I listened to the audiobook. Okay. I and and it has a bonus chapter in it, which is why I love the audiobook so much. But it like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about her book. It was incredible. I loved how empowering she is. If if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, what are you talking about? We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Go check it out. It's awesome. Okay. And the last one is my favorite thing I've ever spent money on is. Ooh, my favorite thing I've ever spent money on is probably a really sturdy suitcase. That sounds so like gross, but, but it's true. When I think about, especially pre pandemic, as often as I was traveling, right. Having a really sturdy carry on that I can just throw stuff in, but it's roomy enough. I Mm -hmm. loved my Delcy until it broke, but that was one of the best things that that I spent money on was just really quality luggage because I'm someone who likes to stuff my bags. I need to make sure it's durable. It's reliable. It can keep up with me as I'm running across the airport or wherever I am. So that's probably the best thing that Uh. I think. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. And I think it truly just shows where your value is. I I mean, it allows you to travel. So thank you, Sunia, for joining me. This has been such an honor to be able to introduce you to our listeners and just get to know you a little bit better. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Allison, so much for planting the seed so long ago when you didn't even know. Honestly, there are so many people like me who are listening and following what you do and you are just so inspirational. So thank you for having me here. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sunia. I think that she has just such a positive and wonderful energy. Like I said, I'm linking to her free workbook, her Instagram profile, her website, everything down below. Ultimately, I hope that this interview with Sunia helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. See you next week.